This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack, and with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower. Longer. Lecvio. You might think most banks are the same. At Premise, we agree. And we don't like it. Most banks have been given a pass. And we wondered why. Then, we wondered why not. Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit premisebank.com to see how. Member FDIC. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, a delayed edition today, uh, recapping Saturday's win away at Reading, joined by myself, Omer, and Mr Neil Fizzler. How you doing, Neil? You alright? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Good afternoon, everyone. Mill have won the last two, mate. What's going on? Mate, what's occurring? We're unbeaten in six games. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, well, all of a sudden we're looking over our shoulders, even though I still think we are, to be quite honest. It's that tight and compacted down there. You look at the league table, we've won our last two games, yet we're still only 10 points clearer clear of the bottom three. It, it's scary, really, that we can go up or we could go down. It's mad. 10 points clear, or you could say eight points behind sixth place Bournemouth, mate. So, hey, let's, let's be glass half full in this scenario, Neil, because... Mate, fair play to them on Saturday. And we didn't do a post-show, so to speak, on Saturday night to go up on Sunday. We had work commitments getting in the way of that. And Mickey's not well, so a little shout-out to you, Mickey, if you're listening to this. Hope you feel better, mate. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we get well soon, Mick. You have a real wall. Yeah, yeah that's real, it. Real wall, innit? Yeah, well, we will be more one on Saturday for you anyway, Mickey. So I hope you're doing well, fella. But yeah, I mean, obviously, mate, what a win that was. I think just to talk about it again, because... I, I was surprised by it. I mean, I saw the first half and I didn't actually get to see the second half. So I managed to put, sit through the torture at the time and then see this uh, and then see the highlights, obviously, in the end. But, you know, I think by the, by the looks of it, you know, right, changed things up at half time, Neil. And, you know, by the looks of that, it changed the game completely, didn't it, on its head? I think he probably needed to. Uh, it was the kind of game where we haven't got a good record there. I think we spoke about it on Friday Night Live, didn't we? I think we've only won twice there or with only one twice there going into the weekend and then you thought the writing was on the wall when we go one nil down the uncharacteristic error from Bart that's yeah let's say I know he's made more and more but this season but on the whole he's still a very very reliable goalkeeper but they just didn't have anything about them Reading did they they really were absolutely Dog shit. Yeah. They are you, were, cre- are you it, crediting that uh, first goal as Bart's mistake, by the way? I think that's going to be a contentious one. You're saying Bart was at fault for that for you, yeah? Mate, well, it was a poor ball out, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And from what I can remember, we got caught in possession then, didn't we? Well, I think what happened was is Bart's rolled it out, or f- rolled it out. He's thrown it to Sean Williams, who's picked up his position left side of the midfield quite deep. And Sean Williams gets it under control, though, Neil. So like, I agree with you in the sense that, you know, Bart's, you know, thrown at him. And, but I think if that's maybe someone else or if Williams, I think nine times out of ten, Williams gets a better touch there. So yes and no. I can see why people will be, you know, blaming Bart for it. But I think equally as so, maybe if not more for me, I think Williams maybe, you know, that miscontrol. But then when I saw the shot and obviously the players tackled him and kind of hit it the first time with the intent, I did kind of think, could Bart get to it? I don't know if that's just me, but, you know, I don't think that falls on Bart for myself, but I do think he could have maybe dived to the ball and maybe got on the end of it. But, yeah, not ideal start, was it? No, I think we'll just have to agree that it was a pretty poor goal. Collectively, it was shit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but collectively, as Mickey would say, it was fucking awful. (laughs) But it just was, and they're the kind of games that, I think before the last few weeks, we'd have probably lost that and we'd have gone on and we wouldn't have done anything. But I think I think, I think, think ever since, was it the FA Cup side? We're unbeaten since just before that, aren't we, in the league? And I think we've dug in and I think we realised, hey, we're in a bit of trouble here unless we, unless we pull our fingers out. And... It was noticeable that I think it was a much changed lineup, and there was one or two changes in there that I think when we discussed the side on Friday Night Live, 
I don't think we'd have come anywhere near Marlon Romeo being in there, would we? No. I think everybody was expecting Danny McNamara back and we weren't sure about midfield because it was, is Keith fit, isn't Keith fit and whatever, what role has he got for for George Evans and who's he going to go up front with? But, yeah, no, well, at the end of the day, as you said, he made some substitutions at half-time and, it, and, and, well, it actually did a trick. That's it. I think... With the team news, I mean, I, I suppose I can see the logic of it. The only, the only one change from Sheffield Wednesday was the enforced change with, I think it was Williams coming in for Keith in the end. He stuck yep. with Romeo, stuck with Bud Fardson, and obviously that meant, you know, no place for McNamara or Jed Wallace, who we both thought would get called back into the team. And I did think at the sign of the team news, I was like, I can see the logic. You're asking the team to go again after winning 4-1 the week before, but... I personally would have started Jed, and I think he realised that at half-time, like you said, with his changes. He, he changed up as well formation-wise. Um, do you know what? I think the first 20 minutes or so, because I did see the first half, I didn't think we was that bad up until the mistake. We was knocking on the door. I think we hit the bar through George Evans from a set-piece and, you know, really kind of imposed ourselves early doors and kind of, I felt like, left off from where we kind of left the game against Sheffield Wednesday. We had the week off, and I was impressed with the just like determination to keep going and obviously get into the early doors, and I think that was quite evident, and they were up for it. That mistake happened, and then the rest of the first half just dwindled out to nothingness, and I think there was a couple of good saves from Bart that kept us in the tie. I think one sticks in the memory where I think it's Elise gets fed through, and you know Bart gets down to his left and parries it behind. But I think, you know, credit to Rowett, the two changes he made, he did change formation as well, Neil. So we've got a new formation to talk about. I think we went 4-2-3-1 in the second half. You know, I love my formations, mate. So oh, you love your formations, mate. That's it. I guess you would say he hooked. He hooks Bud Farton. He hooks Sean Williams as well. And then um, Mason Bennett and Jed Wallace came into the play. And the pair of them, obviously, Wallace not necessarily involved with both the goals, but Bennett in particular, from what I've seen on the highlights, you know, he seems to be buzzing about and really took his opportunity on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's probably stung Mason Bennett that mm-hmm. he hasn't been anywhere near the team in for God knows how long. Christ knows when he last started the game. I can't, yeah, yeah, well, I'm hopeless at these stats and things like that. But I think, yeah, he, 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 he took his chance well and he took his goal even better, to be quite honest. It was one of those where we've been missing it. We put a ball in the box and we want somebody to get on the end of it. And yeah, the formation. I think I think Jed might have had a rocket up his ass. He's he was almost assured of a start, wasn't he? For mm-hmm. quite a long time. And he hasn't been putting it in. That's yeah, well, let's be honest. I don't know if he's knackered. If you're COVID, I know that Mickey loves to bang on about the fact that we probably can't do as much training together as a team. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Mickey's go-to, isn't it? COVID <laughs> prevented us from doing our our formations, or should we say, uh, well, we haven't been able to grow organically. Maybe it was just a wake-up call that he needed. I'm not sure necessarily. I don't think he, he's been one of our better players before he was left out of the team, cause, I think, because of injury. So... I think he, you know, he, the last the games against Huddersfield and stuff, he looked bright. The Cardiff game, obviously, he was responsible for the lead up to the goal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think Bennett, you mentioned there. I think you know he took his header brilliantly, and I love the sheer celebration and all the post match videos that the club put out where it, they were kind of putting the arm for that guy and calling him Shearer and stuff like that. So, I think you know what, mate. I think it's just the real togetherness is there, and I think 
we maybe questioned it a little bit at times, especially during the draws and the defeats in December time before we beat Bristol City. And we're guilty of it because we do the show and, you know, we'll be probably go back through the archives and have a look at it. But all of us weren't sure, like, was something really wrong about this group and had something changed or too much changed in here. But I think, you know, that second half and obviously Smith getting his goal as well, it's undoubtedly the spirits there to be seen, isn't it? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're all fighting for each other. It's yeah, but it's the blitz spirit, the Millwall spirit, call it what you want. But it's there and and just something has clicked into place. Let's face it, you could probably count the really, really bad performances on one hand this season. And normally that wouldn't yeah, you just brush it off, wouldn't you? Well, we all agree that we've drawn too many games. That's the only thing that's really missing. There's not been an other, yeah, well, other than turning a few of those draws into wins, there's not been an awful lot wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah well, it is what it is. We're, we're, we're having to play twice a week and things like that. There's limited money to improve things. And I must admit, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get another striker in, in January. But since the transfer window closed, what have we scored? Six goals? And how long did it take us to score six goals before that? Probably 10, 11 games? That's it. And I think, you know, he, he stumbled upon this 5-3-2, albeit that he changed at half-time. You know, the questions were there for a reason. Like, before the last two wins, we only, only won four in 21 games in all competitions, which no one has to tell you that's relegation form. That's like, you know, we're in trouble here. This is yeah. like, yeah. the kitchen sink needs to be thrown at this. And I think, yeah, you're right. We were all disappointed we didn't really get that other creative player. I think he was putting hopes in the likes of Billy Mitchell coming back and the likes of Conor Mahoney still to come back. And that's a great problem to have now, especially after the last six games where, you know, three wins, three draws, hard to beat, but also scoring goals for fun. That's a winning combination, mate. And I think I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but I guessed another podcast earlier today before we recorded this one. And I got asked what place are we going to finish this season? And I, and it's my rose technique glasses, but I do, I am really hopeful. And I think part of me is thinking, you know, if we can just get through these next few games, this will be the telltale of our season. You know, you look at the fixtures for us now and you're thinking, right, Birmingham on Wednesday. Interesting enough, that's obviously a side that, you know, we drew against in that little bad spell, but also Birmingham are struggling. Then you've got Wickham at home, Luton away, Barnsley, Preston, Blackburn. No team that scares me. No team makes me think, oh God, they're shit hot at the minute. You know, Norwich, obviously we, we competed with them on all fours really in the end. And, you know, I think... I'm hopeful if we get through these few games and maybe fans start to come back, Neil. Cool. Imagine us being in touch and distance of the playoffs with maybe a half full then. That, that's enough to get me excited. Yeah, I can't see fans coming back this season, to be honest. I'm hopeful. I'm you down on that one. Mate, it's been, it's been 11 and a half months. I'm hopeful. All right, I'm hopeful. <laughs> but to be honest, I do agree with you about this next run of games. They are games that Birmingham, we're going to obviously talk about. Wickham are relegated, aren't they? They've been relegated since they were promoted, let's face it. Yeah, uh, Luton. These are the games that we... Well, we can compete with Norwich and we compete with Watford. We compete with Bournemouth. All of the teams, we've beaten Reading. Those are the teams that are at the top of the league. We we had a decent game with Brentford Mm -hmm. earlier in the season, didn't we? 
Although, interestingly, Brentford went and got crucified yesterday by uh, Barnsley, didn't they? That's it. From Neil Mino, a cut from the same Millwall type cloth where we know these next few games, we're probably going to lose them all, let's be honest. We're cut from that um, same cloth where we're scarred um, for life by uh, many of a Millwall issue in the past. And this is prime Millwall. But then again, that Sheffield Wednesday game, you know, the way we came back and against the side that was at the bottom, just need a carbon copy of that. And I, I'm confident we'll come through these next three or four games with hopefully two or three wins. Mate, we've come from behind twice mm. in the last two weeks, yeah? And both against teams, one that's, what, fifth or sixth place in the league, the other one who I think are in probably a bit of a false position based on their form up until that point, yeah, it's something to build on. It's something to look forward to. And you just know that something something ought to be around the corner where we're going to get brought down to earth, but hopefully it's not going to be for a few weeks to be quite honest. But this is actually the most, uh, this is probably the closest the championship I can ever, ever remember because we're talking about 10 points between us and uh, Rotherham. And how many games have they got in hand? They've got about four or five games in hand. I know that, that then there's a knock-on effect. Mm-hmm. There should be enough teams as a buffer in between us. But this is just the closest, so we've just got to keep on. We've just got to keep on winning games, or and if we can't win games, just don't lose them. Well, this is it. Like six unbeaten and then three draws in a row. You know, you think to yourself at the middle of that, you're thinking, uh, is this like regressing to norm? But then you top it up with two wins, two big yeah, wins, exactly. by the way. Yeah, and suddenly exactly. the last six unbeaten. You know. It, it looks amazing and it, it, it is performing well. I think if you, I love the form table as well. And you look at the form table, the last five games and last six games, you know, we're starting to show that kind of playoff hopes that we kind of had an outside hope of going into the season. I think, you know, we're still living off that last season where we went into it with the high hopes because of what we achieved under route last season. And obviously stuff went wrong. Injuries happened. It'd be interesting to see what the effects are of the likes of Sahor going off injured on Saturday, whether that's going to have a, a big effect on the side if he's off for a while. I've not seen anything about it just yet online. Um, the same with, obviously, Ryan Leonard being unavailable. But, you know, it's good opportunities for the likes of Billy Mitchell coming back into the fold, Neil. It, you know, there's opportunities there. Bradshaw coming back in. Smith, obviously, scoring on Saturday. Bradshaw involved in both the build-up to both goals, by the way. So, you know, if you're Gary Rowett, you're enjoying this selection headache, surely, when you're winning. Definitely, and I think that's what this is doing. It's creating hunger within the mm-hmm. squad. Yeah, they're not guaranteed to get in there, and when they do get in there, they've got to perform. I must admit, I was a bit disappointed with Zohor again. I thought he. I hadn't seen the full game, so it's hard for me to judge. But from what I read online and what I saw, he flatters to deceive. And I think the thing is, right, he's got the immense quality that is obvious to see above the other strikers we've got. You, you see why he's gone for seven, eight million pounds before in the past, and he has a bit of everything. It's just, you know, a bit of everything, but maybe not a master of anything. Do you know what I mean by that? It's, I don't yeah, know. consistency with him. Mm. Yeah. He's got the turning circle of a Sherman Tang, hasn't he? <laughs> very, 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 very strong player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe we played the wrong player off him. Let's try playing Bradshaw off him a little bit more pace. I think he's got a bit more about him than Bavardson. Mm-hmm. I know that when I went on the Reading thing the other day and crucified him, 
said, oh, you really mugged us off with it. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. This one. Yeah, they love him there, but I haven't seen anything from him to love, to be honest. We, and it is just getting, it's just getting it out of these players between now and the end of the season. You're right about Billy Mitchell. Great to see him come on. Uh, gives us another option. Obviously, Ryan Leonard's out for what eight, twelve games or something like that. Ten, twelve games. Two months, twelve games, so eleven games now. That's what it was roughly. Uh, it's, it could be sooner, could be more. You never know. Release yeah. sort of injuries. That's you know, the problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, if he's over his old man's, so I'll go over there and I'll tell him to hurry up back. <laughs> I think um, it, was, it was interesting to see Evan step into the midfield on Saturday as well for the second half and albeit I didn't see a lot of it um, from what I saw of it maybe that could be an option going forward as well Neil maybe you know if we do go to this 4-2-3-1 and try to take games more to the teams and you know try to attack so to speak he's Evans as a midfielder long term from what I was reading he's a ball he player like, he, yeah. like, he likes to get on the ball and I think a lot of people from what I've you know watched and read online um, have been you know more critical of Ryan Woods, which I, I don't want to talk about more to be honest because I think you know Woods is you know playing for Rowett and he's Rowett's main man. So, but well, I thought we had what, a decent game on Saturday to be honest with you, it wasn't well, his game. A couple of people, uh, they just they're, people are speculating. You know, maybe he's he's not having good games and he, he's maybe not warranted a place in the side. And I, I'm not sure. I think. Um, you know, we seem to have got a winning formula at the moment, so I wouldn't change anything just yet. But yeah, it's it's hard to say. I think um, we just got that. We've got our mill back. That's what I feel like from last six games. We've got our mill back, and I'm hopeful Saturday, uh, Wednesday first, we can go into it and maybe take another three points nil against Birmingham, who are in dire straits at the moment. They're um, believe it or not, worse than Millwall. So <laughs> they're I mean, what, what, something to be worse than Millwall, doesn't it? Let's well, face it. Yeah, twenty third yeah. place. 24th place and I saw Karanka in charge and they're going south very quickly. They're not going, they're not going up. And I, um, I guested on a podcast with Birmingham fans just today. And from what I was hearing from them and from what the manager has been saying post-match and stuff like that, that he's going against his squad, he's losing his players. And I think um, if we I'm turn up on when, sorry. And long may it continue. Yeah, exactly. As long as it continues past Wednesday night, I'm happy with that. And I think um, he's damaged goods, I think, Karanka. So they're there for the taking Wednesday night, Neil. So fingers crossed we turn up and take full advantage of that. Mate, it's amazing how a manager's star falls, really, isn't it? Isaac Karanka, wasn't he one of Mourinho's golden Correct. Yeah. He was... 
uh, groomed, um, probably the wrong word to use, but he was actually groomed by Mourinho, wasn't he? To be a bit like Velas Boas, the the guy who's just got the boot from Marseille, isn't it? Correct, yeah. Managed Chelsea, etc. He seems to he seems to be one of these career managers who who uh, yeah, well I know yeah, but management is a career, but he he seems to be one of these managers who goes around gets clubs without ever really doing anything. And he gets found out very quickly. Well, yeah, he's looking after Mourinho in a sense. And he, I think his stubbornness is very much a trait that he's learnt off Mourinho by the looks of it. I remember when he's been his spell towards the end, he um, didn't he sack himself or left after the training ground bust up and then got re-employed the week after. I don't think he was officially ever sacked, but, you know, he walked out on them basically. And that was the curtains for him at the time towards the end of that season, I think, in the end. But he went to Forest, Forest it didn't oh. work out. Yeah, exactly. Forest didn't work out for him either. And then the same thing here at Birmingham. And I think, you know, I was saying it to these Birmingham a lot, and I, I do look at their squad. You know, you've got lots of Harley Dean in there, Maxine Cullen, Diego Ayotta, uh, who they paid a lot of money for now at Villa. You know, they've spent money, but just in the wrong places, and it's not worked out for them. And I think they're in real trouble, Birmingham. And I think if you speak to Birmingham fans like I have, and obviously we had that uh, Tom also on Friday night with us, they, they've quickly fallen away. And I think a lot of that they feel like is a lot down to obviously being behind closed doors and losing their real burn in a sense. And it's the same kind of thing that we said in the past when we were struggling. So it's I do, ho- isn't it? It, I do yeah. hope they pull through because, uh, do you know what, if if I if this is one away day that I love in the championship, not as much as maybe some others, but I do enjoy Birmingham in a way. Going to St Andrews on a Saturday, it's always a good away day, that. Yeah, but it's quite an easy trip as well, isn't it? You just get on the train from Marley Bonal from uh, Houston and you're there almost. That police escort, it's like the land that time forgot when Millwall go up there, isn't it? The huge police escort and there's always a bit of an edge to it up there. But but they've got some players. George Friend, Adam Clayton, Scott Hogan. Scott Hogan, you put him in our team and... They're players, at least, that have got championship credentials about them. Maybe they've maybe they've kind of gone off the cliff, maybe, in their careers. It's hard to say. But you, they're definitely the likes that we'd look at and think, you know, maybe we could have them. The same thing goes to some of the players that we've signed on the railway. Scott Malone, Mason Bennett, you know, Brian Woods, championship credentials. So, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. But at the same time, not a shame if we get three points over them and win comprehensively on, on Wednesday night, mate. Mate, that is the one thing that we've got to do now is... They're in poor form, and we always actually joke, don't we? And this, oh yeah, no, it's the Millwall way. Congratulations, you win your next game. You play in Millwall. We've got to make sure that we don't give them anything on Wednesday night. We've got to get Adam from the start. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to start like we started at Reading, but maybe score. Let's not let them get a foothold in the game. Let's not let them get any confidence because they're going to gain confidence if they score because this is a ground where they like coming to. I can't bloody remember the last time I actually saw Millwall beat Birmingham at our place. I know we spoke about it with Tom. We were going down memory lane slightly on Friday night, some of the games that we remember. That Tonkin we got off them at home where Marlon King scored a few goals and I think we had two players sent off Shane Lowry and the standing ovation the 
Stern John game in the cup bloody mm. or the playoff semi final. Yeah. They're just a team that oh, I fucking hate Birmingham. I always enjoy playing them though, and it always has that little bite to it. And I think um, you mentioned uh, when was last time. I think um, some stats that we I've dug out from Google, which by the way is um, so if they're not right, you can have a go at me by all means. But apparently, Birmingham have only lost one of the last eight visits to Millwall, winning four and drawing three. Talking of that, what was the one win? God knows. Um, don't stick in my memory anyway. Uh, Birmingham love coming to London because uh, they've only won. Uh, they've won only lost one of their last nine away games in London, winning four and drawing four. But the stat of all stats to kill all of these, the six championship meetings between Gary Rowett and Bur- uh, Birmingham's manager Karanka in their time, both in the championship, all have been draws, mate. The last three ended nil-nil. So if you want to have a little bet, there you go. Nil-nil draw. Now that we like a bet on, yeah, yeah well, on our Friday night live, don't we? Uh, nil-nil. But, but these records are made to be broken, aren't they? Correct. That's it. Records are set. We're in form. And as you say... Glass half full as opposed to glass half empty. I love yeah. my infectious. It's coming off on you, mate. You're welcome. This is this is welcome to the world of being really hopeful, but also welcome to the world on Wednesday night at eight o'clock when we're 15 minutes in, uh, or oh, I think seven o'clock kickoff when we're second half and we're two nil down. Welcome to that world as well. So, first <laughs> of October 2017 was that win. What was the result? Do you have the goal scorers there as well? Maxine Collin scored an own goal. Was it on TV and Ryan Tunnicliffe got the other one? Ryan Tunnicliffe Uh, did. There you go. I think Morrison was in the build-up to the first goal. uh, You just jogged my memory there, and I think it was on Sky Sports that night as well. Maybe a 5.30 kick-off. Don't quite me to it, but it was um, a Sky game that day as well. Yeah, thanks for that. There's and a half thousand in there, which makes it even more unique. Well, really? this is it, mate. And I do think, like, I know you said, like, oh, I'll come back to the topic of fans being in the stadium. If we do win these next three or four, even without a couple thousand, come May time, imagine we're in the playoffs and we've got a den to come to. You know what I mean? Oh, let me be hopeful. Let me let me at least have my hope, Neil, before you shut it down. Let me have, be hopeful for at least the rest of the show. <laughs> Close your eyes and imagine that sense. That's it. Well, yeah. mate, I, I miss it. I really we, do miss it. Yeah, but we all miss it. We all want it. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. It just we just need to get rocking again, and you, it would be absolutely brilliant. And it would just be like Millwall that we can't get in, and we go and win the fucking playoffs or something like that, won't we? So you're telling me I've got to come back to um, Manchester United away? Is that oh, if that's the case, I'll, I'll settle for that. If I have to get on the train in <laughs> August to go Old Trafford and stuff like that, even if we lose six nil, I'll take it. Oh um, man. You know what? Part of me hates the Premier League because it's just horrible plastic. Mm-hmm. Every game on bloody sky kicking off at ridiculous times. But a part of you would love another season there. Just it? one season I want and the club will get 100 million quid for it. Hopefully they invest it well and look after us. But that's it. One season. One season of winding up all of these... 70,000 at Man United. Can you imagine the carnage at Liverpool and Everton and Tottenham and Chelsea? Newcastle. Every time we've come close to getting Newcastle in the Championship, we always lose the League One playoff final. So even Newcastle away, have an eye out in Newcastle. Uh, that, that, there's, I can, you imagine, dream of. 
that Pep Guardiola would get down the den. <laughs> yeah? Well, you have a fucking one, you can't sit fucking down. And That's it. Mate, it would just be it would just be the season to end all seasons, really, wouldn't it? But but hey, I'm, well we're not yeah, you're right. We're what, eight points away from the playoffs and we're Millwall, anything can happen. I love it. Half hour with me, mate. You've gone from saying we're 10 points clear of relegation to eight points behind the playoffs. There you go. I've done my job. So before we go, though, I think we're going to wrap it up here just because we've obviously to mention, like we said, we was meant to get a show out Sunday. Logistics happened. We missed our first one for a long while. So I wanted to put that right today with you, Neil. And obviously Mickey's not around, but we've got a little special coming. I think we're going to put out Wednesday, as we always do, our Into the Lions Den. Um, I'll let you plug it because um, you've done the interview with a striker that used to play for us in 2006, 2007. Yep. Oh, Paul Huberts. Huberts. My favourite, you know. Huberts. Love the geezer. And I think um, 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 unbelievable stories. I remember, uh, you, you. I think the Mark Phillips interview, you mentioned the late Orient game was 5-3 down, 5-0 down or whatever. And I think he scored a couple that day and gave me hope. I remember it. The Brentford game, I think you guys talk about it as well, don't you? With the oh, near mate, chance yeah, of a hat trick. Yeah, we stuck the clip out. Uh, I mm-hmm. think Mick put it out before he was taken ill on a <laughs> Saturday. And uh, just the rouse he had with Darren Byfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said Byfield was on a goal bonus this summer and Huberts hasn't scored a hat trick. We've got a penalty. We're cruising the game. And Byfield almost chins him to take the ball. And and there was a story we haven't put out, but he was actually sent off against Millwall the following season uh, when he went to Northampton over Christmas. Mm-hmm. I know that we were... I put it on the WhatsApp group to mm-hmm. ask what he'd been sent off for, and you couldn't remember. But that no. story there, there's no love lost between him and Neil Harris. It's it. just another one of our great ex-player interviews where where we just get the truth from these guys and they're just so open with us and he's not involved in football, but he actually loves Millwall still. He spent he spent nine months here and or eleven months here, he was absolutely gutted to leave and he's still he's really bitten back. by the bug, isn't he? I think he's a presenter yeah. out in Denmark these days as well. Or he did so a little bit at one point and I remember him coming over with a TV crew and done a YouTube video as well or something about Millwall. So I know he's really heavily like devoted to the club still. He brings over fan groups and things like that. Love it. And he, he really wants to meet for a beer the next time he's over and things like that. He just loves this little old football team in South East London. And he admits he hadn't even heard of us when he was offered a trial with us. Mm-hmm. And there's stories of his trial, how he was just throwing footballs and told to ever a football. And that was his <laughs> trial. And he played in a game and things. He was thinking, fucking hell, what have I come into? He hadn't even heard of Millwall. He was Googling us to find out about us. And he's confronted with what Millwall is and just things like that. And just the stories of the night when the players got police escort out of the ground because we were demonstrating against the manager. Mm Mm-hmm. And things like that. He, yeah, but he hasn't got an agenda, and he just tells it the way it is. And that's that's the great thing about these into the lions dens that we're doing. So, if um, the hopes of Mill getting the playoffs this year, and maybe fans being back, isn't enough, 
that Mill podcast on the piss with Paul Hubert's will get it done in 2022. So um, oh, space. if you want to come along to that one, uh, I'm sure we'll um, have to maybe set up a thing where you donate somebody's charity. I was like, no, I'm joking. Uh, we'll get, definitely look out for that one. I think um, Paul Hubert's on the piss with that Mill podcast and co. Definitely, so I think we could get a spin-off series on. <laughs> oh, mate. It, yeah, there could be carnage, couldn't there? <laughs> on the piss with ex-players. That's it. We'll have to try and work that one out. Maybe just tear up on the bridge one night or something. Who knows? Or Bermondsey. I think the blue is probably half-existent nowadays after COVID. But, yeah, we'll have to see. But I think we've wrapped up here anyway, Neil. I think um, we've covered everything. We're hopeful we can get three points on Saturday or Wednesday. I keep saying Saturday. I'm looking forward to Saturday's game already against Wickham's. That's what it is. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, if you haven't checked us out already... Check us out, obviously, on Twitter, That Mill Pod. Check us out on YouTube, That Mill Podcast. Check out our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Any last words before we depart, Neil? Uh, get well soon, Mick. Yeah, yeah. we're obviously, well, we're one last time. That's yeah, it. Yeah, well, we're with the, well, we, yeah, we need to be told that you saved the club every five minutes. Yeah, yeah we need our ex-fan on the board back ASAP. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys, as always. And if you've enjoyed, be sure to leave a rating. We'll be back on Wednesday with Mr. Paul Hubert. Thank you very much. life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.